It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles again. And turn to Second Kings chapter 2. We'll go ahead and begin reading in verse number 9. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall not be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire that parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also, when also he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Now all this week we've been looking at, this was the question I asked at the beginning of the week, where is God in your life? Here I see a heart cry from Elisha, where is the Lord God of Elijah? He needed the power of God in his life. He wanted to be used by God. He knew he had the call of God in his life. It was time to go on. And he had the power of God. But where is the power of God in our lives? What is it that allowed Elisha to have it? Maybe if we have some of those same things in our lives, Maybe we can have the same thing. We've looked. We went to First Kings in chapter 19 and looked at the call of Elisha. And here's some of the things we pointed out. I'll share them just in a quick overview with you and we'll move on. We saw that he was qualified. Elisha was a spiritual laborer. He was a hard worker, had a, a good work ethic, and that carried over into spiritual things. He was submitted to the man of God, and he was surrendered to the will of God. He was prepared, or, or was a, went through a, a preparation process anyway. He was a servant. I believe even before, before he became the minister of the man of God, he was a servant. He was patient waiting on God's timing. He was humble. We said that he was committed. He burned his tools. He wasn't going back. When God gave him three different opportunities to leave the man of God with the man of God's blessing, 
He stayed with him. He wouldn't leave. He was willing to go all the way. I see he was dissatisfied with the normal, quote-unquote, if, if, if I can say it that way. I know serving God, sometimes you'll fall into somewhat of a, a labor will become a work. But here he was working just, just this little old job, farming this piece of land, and he wanted to do something more for God. And the moment God gave him the opportunity, he took it. We said that he had the right desire. He wanted a double portion of God in his life. Of all the things he could have asked for, the one thing that mattered more to him than anything else was having the power and presence of God in his life. And we ought to be at the same exact place in our lives. One other thing that I see, and it's kind of hidden a little bit, is that he took time, I don't know if this, this probably happened even before Elijah called him, but he had a relationship with God. Because when we come to, the, to chapter 2 and begin to read through that, the sons of the prophets from two different cities come to him and tell him, Do you, don't you know that, that your master will be taken away from you to, today? And every time he said this, Yea, I know it. Hold you your peace. It tells me he had been with God. God had revealed some things to him. That's why he wouldn't leave. He knew he had to be there with him when it happened. He had taken time somewhere to spend time with God. Then I see that he had faith that God could work in his life. We see that when he comes in verse 14, he takes that mantle that had fallen to him that in a sense represented the entire ministry that has now fallen to him. He couldn't carry that alone. He takes that mantle, goes back to the Jordan River, smites it and asks, where is the Lord God of Elijah? By faith, and God again separated the Jordan that he could cross over. He had to believe God was going to use him. He had to take the promise that he had been given. If you see me when I go up, then you'll know it'll happen to you. He had to believe in that and then apply it. You see, that may sound simple, and I know, I know it is. But there's a lot of people that have a lack of faith in what God can do today. You hear so often, oh, it's the last days. You know, we're not going to see much more, it's, you know, because it's the last days. Listen, sinners have always been sinners. God's hand has not been shortened that it cannot save. Many times the reason we do not see God working is because of things in our own life. My question to you this week has been, where is God in your life? Do you see the power of God in your life? Do you have answered prayer? Is God using you? If not, why not? Is it because maybe 
you're not qualified or have the qualifications he had. Are you a laborer? Are you willing to work in the spiritual realm? Are you submitted to the man of God in your life? Are you surrendered to the will of God for your life? Are you a servant? Are you humble? Are you committed to going wherever the call of God takes you? Are you willing to give up whatever it would be that God would ask you to give up so that you could serve Him? Do you have a desire to go on with God or do you just want to stay in normal life? What is it that you really want? Do you have a relationship with God? Have you been building that? Do you have faith that God can use you? You see, all these things, they build up. Any one of these things can hinder God in your life. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more we probably could pull out of this text I see a man that was being handed a ministry. The mantle was placed in his hand. He now would carry the burden, the responsibility of being the prophet to Israel. And he knew enough to know that he couldn't go on without the power of God in his life. And I just want to ask you, do you have the power of God in your life? It's funny, I've had, I've had this message pretty much prepared for a little while now. And my pastor, Wednesday night, preached out of this same text and related it to prayer. If you truly are hungry to see God work, then you'll get to the point where you're willing to do whatever it takes. We need to see that in our lives if God is going to use us. Some of us need to start throwing off the weights, the shackles that are holding us back from serving God. We need to get it all in or get all out. Quit standing on the fence because there is no such thing, actually. If you think you're on the fence, let me just tell you, you're on the wrong side. I see... A lot of churches, leadership's being passed down, a mantle's being passed down, and people are stepping up and trying to take this thing. They're trying to carry out spiritual work in the power of the flesh, and they're not making it very far. We need God if we're going to see anything happen. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing Another verse similar to it says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. We cannot accomplish any spiritual work in the power of our flesh. If anything spiritual is to be accomplished, it will be by the work of God. I don't think some of us realize how critical it is to have the power of God in our life. And many of us, I think we've gotten to the place Well, we're standing looking around asking this same question, where is the Lord God of Elijah? 
Where is the power of God? Where is the convicting power of God? Why don't we see him doing some of these things? Before we begin looking at everything else and trying to blame it on the society or blame it on the world or blame it on the sinners, those things haven't changed. They've always been wicked. Before we start blaming that, maybe we ought to start looking internally. Are we right with God? Or are there things in our life hindering what God wants to do? Are we just lazy and not wanting to carry out the work of God? Is it that we've not fully surrendered? Is it that we're not 100% committed to God? Is it that we're just not prepared for this work? What is it? What's the issue in our lives? And I include myself in that because I know very, very, very well that I need the power of God just as much as anybody else in my own life if I'm to see anything accomplished. Some of us need to have some serious reflection. Elisha was a man God was able to use. We need some Elishas in our day. It's sad, but you never do see a prophet brought up to take the place of Elisha. Elisha has a servant, but he doesn't become the next prophet. I said at the beginning of this week, we see Elisha was called at a very wicked time in Israel. God is calling now. God is looking now. God wants to do a work now. God's power has not changed, but God's people have. The stories we hear from years ago of God's power. God hasn't left left us. We've left God. And if we really want to see God working, then we need to get back to Him. I don't know if this has helped you or not, but I know this. there are some things in this that have challenged my own life personally. And I just ask you to do this much. If there's something that's hit home for you, deal with it. Get it right with God and let's go on for God and see what God will do in our life. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book Broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.